Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Richard has blazed a trail in the world of high fashion and now art, and he joins me. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? I'm grand, Richard. Where are you at the moment? I'm in London at the minute in the studio. So what are you currently working on then? Because we'll get on to what you have been working on, which has become the focal point of Nationwide and RT television this week. But what are you currently working on as we speak this morning? Uh, we're working on the next leg of the Making a Momentum show, which was featured in Nationwide. And alongside that, we're working on a sort of small collection here in the studio that will debut in February at London Fashion Week. When I first spoke to you, you had just come out of uh, school, you had uh, decided to, to trailblaze and take up this uh, fantastic career, but in the interim period, which is a couple of years now, things have really taken off. So just go back. So initially you went to school where here in County Wexford? Uh, I went to the Peters, um, yeah, until I was, I think I just turned 17 when I did the Leave and Cert, and then I did a CTAC Level 5 course in sort of art and design, like generally art and design, so you sort of a sort of snippet of everything in Waterford College of Further Education. But uh, things took off at an alarming rate for you there. I mean, Louis Vuitton, there's names here, Bjork, uh, Beyonce, I, there's so many names that I have attributed to, to your work now that you have connected with your work. How did it all take off so quickly? I'm not sure. Um, it was it, it was really rapid. Um, so I, I went to Louis Vuitton, we did a project with them when I was in second year at Central St. Martins in London and yeah, they, they seen the project and it was kind of a competition, I won it and they offered me a job. So I went there and worked for a year before I graduated and then I came back and did my final collection which was just based a lot on where I'm from and what I what I knew about. Um, so, the, it, you know, I always struggled with like the sort of fashion references and art references because that isn't my background. So I, I looked at kind of, yeah, where I was from. My dad's a painter and decorator and I worked a lot with him when I was a teenager and a bit later so a lot of the materials were painted or cast using paint um yeah and i was just very, i was always very conscious of making because we're from part cabin and the countryside so i'm very sort of into sustainability and like trying to protect the world that we live in so all of those conversations kind of happened right. and then it just spiraled when i graduated i guess so i mean it comes across crystal clear that even going back to those days when you and i first spoke from those days on to where we are now you still believe in the use of recyclable materials don't you yeah 100 percent. i mean and i think yeah i think that's really informed by where i'm from and you know it's quite a protected part of the coastline and i think we just have to be conscious of designers of what we're putting into the world and and also really respecting the craft of of making you know and not kind of shipping everything overseas or making things too quickly or with too much pressure on people and because my grandmother was a seamstress she I, I was really respected the tradition of making clothes and sewing as much as I respected like building materials or sculpture or my dad's profession and they're not you know highly respected professions but to me they, they are well, now, uh, just looking at the many reviews, I picked this paragraph from one of them. The Wexford native is known for his dramatic proportions, functional separates, heartfelt commitment to sustainability, visceral shows at Fashion Week. He's used to working outside the box, having designed for and collaborated with the likes of Tilda Swinton, Roisin Murphy and Bjork. So this young man from our cabin in Wexford to head in that direction, it's been quite phenomenal and something that we should, we are intensely proud of here in County Wexford. Uh, and I'm sure your school, St. Peter's, college and your your family and friends everyone must be absolutely delighted for you yeah i think so i think it's like it's one of those things that's quite hard because being from wexford there isn't you know there's not a huge tradition of support in ireland so i think there was always the knowledge that i'd have to go somewhere to kind of find that 
and support and that was you know St Martin's or you know basing myself out of London but I am home a lot and I make a lot of pieces there um, so yeah I think that people were just you know I was like on my I was kind of always in my own world as a child so I think I'm still I kind of just kept doing that um, and it's quite a singular way of working but um, yeah everyone's been really supportive and they've kind of I think they're quite amazed that it's happened so quickly as well and so as much as I am <laughs> Right so can I take it that you're still making high fashion design for celebrities and anyone who wants it because you've a, you still have a contract with Brown Thomas uh, yeah, well, we exhibit with Brown Thomas. We did a sort of made-to-order thing with Brown Thomas when I first graduated. It went really well, so we'll have occasional pop-ups there. And then it, we've got the same in Selfridges now in London, and we I kind of work with stores around the world to kind of that are more specific, so they're not the traditional way of working. You'll be able to order things from the store, or we'll make a sort of exclusive collaboration just so that everyone that you know, buys something from the store or from the studio gets something that's a bit special. Yeah. But into the mix then comes the wonderful world of Eileen Gray, who we're uh, also extremely proud of here, who you believe is perhaps one of the most, most underrated artists of all time and perhaps one of the, be- the best ever exports we've ever had from this country. 100%. I mean, and I knew about her from my grandmother who always spoke about her and I think my, my grandmother was kind of by nature sort of a hardcore feminist and really looked for you know, women that were doing amazing jobs and excelling and that their work was really excellent. So I knew about her almost as a sort of, like, mythical figure, you know, as this sort of, you know, thing that wasn't existed. And then I kind of seen her work and it was in all of these collections. And, and she is really celebrated now, but it wasn't as much so in her lifetime and how radical it was and how driven it was and how much she identified with Ireland and Wexford. So I think it's a really important thing to celebrate, and and that's kind of what the basis of the exhibition is. Right, so you've now turned your talents to artwork. So, uh, like, uh, we we saw in the Nationwide clip where you were in uh, France, I think it was, isn't it? Uh, At at this famous house uh, that she designed. Uh, And now this artwork has been brought to Dublin and eventually to Wexford. So can you give tell us about the journey that it's on? Yeah, I mean, well, I was approached to go to E1027 and do a show because they thought my practice has always kind of gone between, you know, sculpture or I've done sort of tapestries and rug making and we've made screens and, and metal pieces. And I think it was more, it, it kind of, not mirrored, but like I'm very interested in like the breadth of design and going in between all these different worlds. And when I heard about the show, I thought it, was, it wouldn't be right for it just to be my work in conversation with Eileen Grace. So I invited other artists um, and people whose work is really sort of singular and they're, they're very much themselves and expressing like their own identity and being really experimental and I think that's a really Irish way of making art and and it's quite unique to, to Wexford as well with, with Eileen Gray so I think that was something that built naturally and yeah and then we took it from E10 to 7 to the National Museum in Dublin in September um, and we showed you know a selection of the work and then finally it will come to Wexford in April and kind of bring that selection home and we'll have a sort of a little yeah. video homage to Eileen Gray which would be really nice for people uh, to see as well. And I really look forward to meeting you there uh, when that does arrive in Wexford because it's a wonderful achievement. Despite trailblazing with all these celebrities, you haven't lost your roots, have you? I mean, it comes across crystal clear that your roots are very, very important to you. Your roots here in Wexford. Yeah, one, uh, 100%. I mean, I'm, and even with the celebrity thing, I'm not that interested or intrigued by celebrity and I think I'm much more interested in like sort of keeping my head down and building something and working and that's sort of the value that I get from it and I, I certainly haven't lost that and I, you know, I'm from a family of makers, like practical makers, you know, woodworkers and carpenters and painters and decorators and, or seamstresses and I really want to respect those professions and 
you know, show that they're really valuable and that's kind of what's the basis of my practice and that all, I suppose, comes from growing up where I grew up. We look forward to the exhibition coming to Wexford. We'll definitely touch base with you before that and during it. But what's the ultimate for you now, Richard? What's the ultimate dream? What's the? Have you got a vision? Have you got a plan? Something that uh, you've achieved so much, what else would you like to achieve? I think it's just uh, keeping going and not losing that sort of, you know, spirit and being experimental and also like making sure that other young people from from Wexford or from different parts of the country or wherever in the world feel like they can do that too. And I think for me, it's like, when I went to St. Martin's, it was, I was very aware that, you know, I was like this kind of outsider in the working class one and didn't have, you know, a posh education or I didn't have, you know, that kind of family background. So I think it was really about celebrating that and embracing that and making sure that other people know that none of that really matters when you have, I suppose, a, a vision and like where you're from can be really important and valuable wherever that is. You know, it shapes who you are. Um, so yeah, that's kind of all I really want to do is then keep keep going, keep experimenting and keep doing rewarding projects, I suppose. I can't let the moment pass without talking about uh, the family. You talked about the important role of your mum and dad, but your granny was also a huge influence on you. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, we live next door to her, so um, we always had great conversations and yeah, she was definitely a massive. From his London base, our thanks to a hugely talented, and if you Google him, you will be amazed by the articles you'll read about him. Humble, understated is how I would describe what we've just heard there, but a supreme talent, and one we're going to hear from more over the coming years, that's for sure, and he's one of our own, Richard Malone. Well done to Richard. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix.